hello, welcome to a brand new show on Simply Syndicated, sort of. This is called Top 5, and it's it's a new show-ish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass you over to my friend Casey Marsh to, <laughs> yeah. to talk yes. about this. Thank you, Rich. There, yeah, there was, there's a good reason for Rich's kind of recalcitrance about whether this is a new show or not. Um, a few of you, those of you that tuned into Rich Daily quite a while ago now, I guess. It's a very long time it ago. It is a long time ago. Um, Rich, as you will know, is, is, is a very techie guy. I mean, heck, he's got his own podcast about that particular subject. And we're all sort of early adopters, all of us Simpson clan members. And one of the one of the early adopting things that Rich did a while ago, in the sort of Raspberry Pi, Google Glass sort of uh, realm of things, was he took delivery of a funny little Japanese device, um, a top five generator, because one of the things that we all love is lists. We love top fives. And we love having our conversation dictated to us by technology these days. You know, why, why think of something yourself when a machine can do it for you? So we got this cool little machine, you flick the switch, and it gave us a random top five upon which we had a little conversation. And it went wrong. Uh, it broke down, a similar kind of red ring of death sort of thing. So we sent it off, and finally we've got it back. Uh, I, have the, I have the machine in front of me. And we're going to start up our top five podcasts again, based upon whatever the machine spits out at us each week. You will have a new top five upon which we all talk. And that's really, that's our concept. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. So hopefully, fingers crossed, the machine's going to work. Looks like it's got a few new switches and sliders on it. Um, so I'm, I don't know if we need to introduce anything else, or do we, do we just switch I, I this thing on and see if, see if we can get it to work? We just kick it off, see what yep. noises the thing makes, and then we'll, we'll talk about whatever it spits out. Here we go, the newly, updated, so the newly updated top five generator. Okay, so what, okay. What, what, what have we got? I have a list in front of me. Uh, this week, this the, the inaugural return of our show, uh, this week is going to be the top five longest-running Broadway musicals. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. The top five longest-running Broadway musicals. Broadway musicals. How are you with musicals, Rich? Surprisingly good. Ah, well... It might also surprise you. I, actually, well, I'm I'm lying. Sorry. <laughs> I, I do you know what? I'm pretty good with sort of your more classic musicals. Yes, but your, your more modern ones, not really very well, good at longest, all. Well, longest running, you never know. There might be something in there. That's true. Yeah, I I never thought I was a fan of musicals until I went to see a couple with my wife, 
and it's almost impossible not to be hugely entertained by them. I found out. I, I so, have, yeah, I've, I've uh, discovered that you and your, your internet life partner are really into musicals. We are. Him in we particular. Are. I think as well, from, from my memory serves me correctly, I think another person who admitted to a love of musicals was one Mr. Will Tristram. Well, he's, he's a musical actor, you see. Well, I suppose, but even so. I, I, I think any Broadway musical would be well served to have Mr. Will Tristram in the lead role. Yeah, oh, I think so. I, uh, yeah. yeah. Even Annie. It's a lead. Even Annie. Especially Annie. <laughs> I would pay damn good money I to would, see yeah. Will Tristram play Orphan Annie. Ginger curls and just a... I would, would be spectacular. Prize fighter physique. Yeah. Where is it written that Annie can't be a man in his 30s? Where is yeah, that? Exactly. It can. Anyone can be any role. M- Manny. Manny. Yeah. Anyway, what's the... I think this is, what's the, <laughs> I think this is a new local Amdram um, production that we could be working on here. In, uh, I'm, I'm getting ideas already. It's, mm. it's spectacular. Okay, let's kick okay. off our list. Yeah. At number five, uh, running from... Now, this one is actually... It's still running in London, but it's finished in, the, in Broadway. Running from March the 12th, 1987 to May the 18th, 2003, with a total of 6,680 performances, is Les Miserables, which is really? still, still running in London, yeah, but finished on Broadway. Yes, nearly nearly seven thousand performances. I have never seen it. No, never ever. The movie, uh, anything like that? No. It's got one of the strongest, like all the way through, one of the strongest um, soundtracks, one of the strongest books uh, of all musicals. I think the, the especially as as a musician yourself, I think I do think you'd appreciate it. It's surprising. No, no I I right. <laughs> I hate Les Miserables. Oh, really? I, I really, really, I'm sorry. I really, <laughs> really, really, really hate it. What, what grim maudling shit. Why would, why would I choose to sit through that? Oh, it's, it's grim. I mean, it's, wh- you know, why? it's in the title. Yeah, exactly. The, the Miserables. The Miserables. I, why? Why would I want to watch that? It's I... just so grim. With, and with then that, they made a sense kind of sending. I I do think you'd be surprised if you if you forced yourself to sit through it. I think you'd be surprised. I know I would have done the same thing before my wife dragged me to musicals, and then I realised they're fucking brilliant. But this this oh, I would have made that same noise. That's the noise I've made for years and years <laughs> and years, years. So it's not fun. And then they made a film with Russell Crowe in it, and they made Anne Hathaway look unattractive. I, I mean, mean he why wasn't have the you done? Yeah. Why He's have you done all those example. things? It, make, it makes no sense. And, and they uh, they sang on set, which makes a difference. I think that was a really brave thing to do, and it works surprisingly well for a lot of them. Russell Crowe is probably the worst example of the the cast in terms of voice. But um, don't tell him did, that. Yeah, they did this. <laughs> he's probably on his way already. They did this very clever um, sort of sound boothing on set, like you know, open air. Um, method of rec- of capturing the performance in the moment rather than dubbing. They um they all sang live, and it does make a difference. It doesn't pull you out of the narrative so much. I'm fighting a losing battle. I don't know why I'm doing this. Yeah, I know you can't. Yeah. You just can't. I don't. I don't want to see it. It's it's just <laughs> grim and miserable. And it's I've this is something else I've realised as I've gotten older. 
Um, What's that? I've got less time for stuff I don't really want to see. Nope, that's fair. Um, and so I, I tend, which must be that. Do you know that's bullshit? The as I said it out loud, I heard what a lie it was because of all the crap I watch on Netflix. And my God, I watched some rubbish on Netflix, and I put it but on it's knowing so, it's rubbish. It's so easy to just Netflix is just begging you to to go mad, to go on a kind of a trolley dash through it. The amount of things I've watched two and a half minutes of on Netflix, I couldn't list it. I've yeah, watched a lot true. of crap. It's it's almost yeah. I, I I'm with you on this, Rich. It's almost a masochistic thing. Uh, it is. You you look at it and you think, why the hell would I want to watch that? And you're playing it before you've even thought about it. You know. It's like Alison goes to bed, I come up here, put Netflix on, click on yep. something, and it, the conversation in the morning is, is always the same. It's like, I watched whatever last night. She goes, any good? I go, no. <laughs> I'd have turned leaves. it off if it was. <laughs> it happily leaves a trail of shame, doesn't it, for other people it, to see when they really does. launch Netflix. Really... Would you want to carry on watching, you know, Airbud 2? Yeah. It's like, I wasn't watching that where you were, because Netflix just told me you were. At least you've got kids, and you can say, well, the kids pressed that. I wasn't watching Airbud <laughs> 2. Don't be ridiculous. You know, you've got that excuse. I've got nothing. I've got everything on our Netflix list. That was me. That was me. <laughs> unless it's unless it was Alison, in which case that's the stuff that probably gives my Netflix account a better reputation. Yeah. She adds and, the laurel, laurel reads. Yeah, and even that I stopped because you can have different user accounts within your account. So she has yeah. her own one now, so yeah. I get no help. Well, I've no shared help. mine with... Because early on with Netflix, they just didn't seem to give a toss about how many how many devices were running Netflix at the same time. I believe they've clamped down on it a little bit now. But I was just... I was kind of pushing my luck, essentially, and just saying, OK, well, here's... I'll log in for you, see if it works on your device. And we got it up to about 12 or 13, I think. Just wow. all my all my family and friends running Netflix. I probably shouldn't be admitting this on the internet, to be fair. And uh, nothing seemed nothing untoward seemed to happen. It was almost like they were re- rewarding the people that got on board early. I think because I know it's limited now, but nothing's changed for me. I've got quite a few people who are very grateful that I have a Netflix account. <laughs> wow, I didn't know it did that. But... Yeah. Okay. So we all have What's... this kind of group of shame. Yeah. Anyway, what... this isn't this is nothing to do really with the top five longest running Broadway musicals. Well, the, do you so, know what I'm I'm pleased with? I haven't sung a song yet, and that's that's only a good thing. What's the fourth? Well, brace yourself because we may well be breaking into song number four, uh, running from November the thirteenth, uh, nineteen ninety seven until now, uh, with over seven thousand two hundred performances. Is the Lion King? <gasps> Love the Lion King. <laughs> there we go. Love the Lion King. Um, wow! A multiple award-winning show. Yeah, one of b- really did properly kick off Disney's uh, ownership of the West End and Broadway. They've had some massive hits, um, but The Lion King is the one that seems to remain. Great songs to start with. Yeah, but they they did do a very ambitious, um, quite quite a break away from the film itself, and um, much more along the lines of kind of kind of African art rather than cutesy Disney stuff. Don't, well, don't you, get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. There's plenty of anthropomorphic animals in it still, but yeah, it's a it's a very cool show to see. Actually, t- technically, as as with a lot of Disney things, I'm it's assuming a real you've technical seen this. accomplishment. I have seen the Lion King. Yeah, right. I would I, I would have. love to see it. Actually, that that's what I have to say at this point. I have never seen a West End Broadway production. No, which now I say it out loud is very surprising. 
<laughs> um, Manchester wouldn't be a bad place to start. There's a lot of touring. I mean, again, this is me probably climbing quite a steep hill here to get you to go and see a musical. But there's a lot of London level productions that are touring the country, and a lot of them end up in places like Manchester. I uh, I do that. Yeah, I would. It's, it's not do that, that far to go, and it is honestly. There are a few things I've ever seen, either live or on screen or anything, that are more entertaining than a than a properly done musical. The the level of skill that's needed to do it, and just just the balls to get up there and risk everything. You know, have your voice crack, have things go wrong. It's endlessly entertaining, and the ones the only the only ones that survive are the really good ones. Of course. Yeah, and so, and honestly, you, you talk about the kind of talk about the catharsis or the transportation away from your life of going to see a, mo- a good movie or something. It's times ten with musicals because you're seeing, you know, there's live performance going on in front of you. Um, do it, man! I was like, do it. I mean, it happened to me. It happened to Boz. They get you, and then you get hooked. I'm, I'm up for it. I yeah. really am up for it. We've got. Do you know? What, do you know? What I actually, think the Lion Alec, King. But... I, I do think the Lion King is actually in Manchester right now. Really? Yeah, the the proper UK tour. They've got a company I, in London and a company in the UK, but it's the, it's the same same production, same production value, same cost, everything. I would see that. I'm going to mm. have to wait, obviously, because I've told you about how my day fell around. <laughs> well, yeah, fell down around. <laughs> but, but you know, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely up. For, I'm not averse to musicals. I would love I to hear your view on it, at least. I'd, I'd love to be a caller into Shaft, the, you know, the week after you decided to go and see a musical. That would be a good conversation, I think. I, do you know what? In the theory that there are many parallel universes out there with every eventuality played out, there's several in which I make a living being a, a session musician for oh, West End musicals. Absolutely, yeah. That, that happened to a version of me who, who <laughs> tried to be a professional bass guitar player. And that's what he does for a living now. That's, you know, it's not that crazy. Hmm. He earns more money than I do. So, you know, good for him. <laughs> Bass playing rich, that's fine. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it could happen. The only thing that put me off, really, was that I really didn't want to. But, in as much <laughs> that, as... That does hamper it somewhat. Yeah, that does. But I don't mean like, I'm, I'm not because... Oh, I don't want to play in the the orchestra for a, a West End musical. That's that in itself is fine, and I bet for about a week it's brilliant. And I have, you know, played in the bands for productions on a school level, right? Hmm. So I'm not I'm not unfamiliar with the process. But when you do a play at school, however good it is, you do it three times, and then it's never done again ever. Whereas, sorry, how many times has The Lion King been performed? Uh, as of now, it's had uh, 7,201. I think around the 12 mark, I'd be pissed off with it. <laughs> so I, I don't see... I never saw it as something that I wanted to do as a career. Like, well, I think a, lo- and- a lot of the musicians are kind of freelance and they sort of fill in where needed. So you can, I think, as a, as a gigging, you know, as a working um, musical theatre musician... You would kind of bounce around, I think. You'd at least get a bit of a mixture. Maybe I'd have as, a... As maybe as you I'd, Go on. I'd say maybe I'd know the bass player at Les Mis and we'd swap for a week. Yeah, it could be. That I think as long as you can sight read, you can always work. And there are always people needed to sort of stand in and cover. And 
exactly. And musicals mm. aren't known for their complicated bass lines. So I'd probably be all right. No. Apart from Jesus Christ Superstar, which is very funky. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> That's one I love and hate in... No, I think I hate it a little bit more. <laughs> and I love it. There's a lot of very interesting bass work, actually. And I will say that for it. Yeah. You'd have some fun. You'd, you'd, you'd definitely need a towel if you were the bass player on Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> I need it. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's the third most <laughs> longest running you Broadway that musical? Really debauched then. Um, number three on our list, which ran from October the seventh, nineteen eighty-two, until September tenth, two thousand, was um, the first of our Andrew Lloyd Webber entries in this list. It was Cats. I was gonna guess Cats. Yep. Seven thousand four hundred and ninety-three performances. Uh, Never seen it. Was running, I think, even longer in uh, London. I think it yeah. ran for a very long time. I think it got to its, I think it was something like its twentieth or twenty-first anniversary. They actually closed on an anniversary. I, I think it's on right now. Oh, it, it's it's been brought back. It's been revived now. But yeah. the, I think the rules for this are that they have to have been going from their premiere to a to a stop. Right. A, I, a I see. That's fair enough. But yeah, I think Nicole Scherzinger d- d- does it now. She did, yes. Um, I have seen Cats. Right. It's probably the one I'm least likely to admit to straight away because it is very, very cheesy, very glitzy. But, I mean, it's a musical. There's only, <laughs> there's only so much credibility you can get with any of them. But do you but know what, very, as well? It was Go the ahead. very first one that I went yeah. to. Yeah. It's never been filmed. There's no, no Cats film. And I, I no, think I th- that... Mm, <laughs> there, you know, there's a reason. I th- mean, it's, it's not the most complicated of of shows. It's kind of kind of crowbarred in a bit. It's very it's very much more like a kids show. Actually, it feels like. Don't get me wrong. There's some there's some good music in it and um, some good songs. I mean, Memory is one of Lloyd Webber's most famous ones. Really, the big soprano moment. Um, it's not a bad one, but you kind of outgrow it a bit. I think. It's yeah. all right for a bit, and then you sort of don't admit that you like it that much, cats. But it's it's a bit. It's quite a bit of fun. It was very popular when we when my dad was taking me to see, oh, what was that place called? It was the organ. I want to say society in okay. Doncaster, right? So right. here's here's the thing, right? When I was little, I learned to play the organ, which was an okay. insanely unpopular thing to do, right? <laughs> Not in as much as people didn't want me to play the organ, but in it was unpopular in as much as I was that it was pretty much me, yeah. basically. It's not like every kid had an organ, and so in order to get me to see people who were better than me playing the organ, and because I genuinely cared about it, you know, it was a time mm. when, uh, sort of the mid to late eighties. This is a time when technology and keyboard instruments were sort of transitioning from being a classic organ to being what it is now where you can basically much reproduce any re- sound realistically yeah. on a keyboard and that's fine. And this was sort of a weird interim period where people were doing the best with what there was. And so mm. you'd have lots of independent organists sort of touring the country, going to all these different organ societies doing gigs. And so we'd go down and you'd see all kinds of air quote famous organists doing their thing. <laughs> Um, and it was, it was pretty cool. But what I do remember specifically 
is that aside from having a medley of George Formby songs, which every performer had, because ultimately I was the youngest person in the room by perhaps 60 years. I can imagine, yeah. Barring my dad. And I'm I'm quite serious when I say perhaps 60 years because I was that young and they were that old. So I think you could probably say the same thing for accordionists, <coughs> that kind of thing. You, you'd, yeah. be a, you'd be the youngest accordionist. Yeah. So you had to, they had to have, um, have you just found a gold coin? Uh, my son's phone just found All a right. gold coin. But well, well, well spotted. The sound Thank effect you. is exactly that. It's a um, solid gold coin. So, yeah, they would always have a medley of George Formby songs when I'm cleaning windows, leaning on a lamppost, blah, blah, blah. Horrible stuff. Always played with a banjo sound. Don't know why. George Formby played a ukulele, not a banjo. He did. But that's what they did. But the other thing they all did, guaranteed, was you could expect to hear a medley of songs from whatever was the latest Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. Mm. And Cats was one of those... Phantom of the Opera was astoundingly popular. That they did <laughs> I all wonder did why. Fa- could it be the fact yeah. that he plays a huge organ? That also helped. You could do the big church organ thing at the beginning. Yeah. and I, did, I learned to play that. I could sit down and play it now. Um, it's sort of ingrained in my muscle memory. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, Phantom of the Opera was a big one. I remember so Phantom was kind of the smoke on the water of uh, the organ world. It was. Yeah. It, that's exactly the best way of putting it. Um, if you don't play a Phantom of the Opera medley, you better run out of that car park because there are some <laughs> walkers that are coming at you yeah. with with great determination and no speed. So, yeah. you know, pack your stuff away quick. Um, and I remember Aspects of Love came out during that period. and Yeah, everybody for, for not very long. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't begin to guess what the story was with that. Don't even know. Yeah. I just know it had that Michael Ball song in it because I've heard that song a thousand billion... I've heard that song more times than Michael Ball has. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine. Anyway, so that's Cats. Cats. I don't know anything about it. It's I know they all dress um, as cats and it's got memory in it. Yeah, it's based on T.S. Eliot's um, Practical Book of Cats, basically. Right. Um, and it takes you through those various, I mean, those characters in those sort of nonsense poems, but weaves this kind of, kind of shonky little narrative about them all being sort of part of the same underground, I suppose. All the different types of cats, and there's one. I mean, I, I, I'm prickling with embarrassment just explaining it. There's one night a year where <laughs> a kind of a cat can be redeemed or kind of you know saved, and uh, I, but but you don't quite know whether they die or not because they call it the heavy. So they go up to the what's called the heavy side layer, and there's an old broken down cat called Grizabella who was glamorous once, right, and. Uh, yeah, she's the one that sings memory. I mean, you can you can imagine just how much dry ice goes into this show. I, I'm coming off this at the off the back of watching all those videos on Facebook of cats pushing shit off stuff. <laughs> oh, that too, yeah. Well, that'd not, be I'm, good. Yeah, I'm not a big cat fan as it is, but mm. watching that video of the cats out there going, Is this yours? Yeah? And I, I'm, I'm I'll tell you what would go with that as Watch. well would be would be an organ with a banjo setting. That would, would be a good background sound effect, I think. There's so one downstairs in my house. Right now. Speaking so of which, is. actually, I think a lot of a lot of the um, going back to what you were saying about K 
keyboards, you know, transition to keyboards that would basically imitate other instruments. That's happened a lot in musical theatre. Um, oh, I bet, yeah. A lot of places, I mean, a, a lot, the cost of having a full orchestra pit every performance, you know, we're talking eight shows a week, uh, was prohibitive. And a lot of the times now, apparently, most of what you'll hear is just a multi-talented keyboardist filling in for half of the orchestra. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. I bet the no, the it's, money it's, saving is astronomical. Yeah, I, I bet it really is. I wouldn't like to be a stringed instrument player looking for work. No, like I mean that. it still goes on. There's, there's a lot of the big shows still have a full orchestra every every performance, but um, the majority now, I think, are, it's a small group of very talented musicians now. Right. Hmm. I'm. I'm actually as we speak. I am. I am scrolling through a website called WestendTheaterBookings.com. Uh, see, and this I'm is what I wanted. That was stimulating I'm the conversation looking. here. Yeah, I'm just looking what there is. This this mm. book of Mormon, Mormon. I have to see that. Obviously, that uh, that's this was going to be my kind of yeah. This was going to be separate from from the other things. But I was going to yeah entreat you to you you have to go and see it. Um, screen anywhere. It's one of one of the funniest two hour periods of my entire life. Like and more than an, an episode of Shaft. Well, I mean, <laughs> I said one off. <laughs> Depends Sorry. if I'm on it or not, Rich. Yeah, it does. That that does greatly <laughs> affect the quality of the show. It's um, it's it's Matt and Trey just hitting it out of the park yet again. The way they did it with Seth Park, you know, with great social commentary, really, really good jokes. Um, no worries at all about offending every single person they possibly can. Yeah, but delivering delivering a brilliant message and. Good songs, good songs, good good production values. I Everything know they do about like, it. Yeah, I know they write just good songs. Mesmerizingly good. Yeah, well, they got the right guy on board. Um, they got. Um, oh my god, my mind's gone blank. I'm not going to risk getting his name wrong. Oh fuck, I am. I think it's Robert Lopez. I think his name is, is it Robert Lopez. I really what? should know this. Um, I think he was part of uh, Avenue Q, and he'd written a few other things, and I they know. got him on board. I, I know that Matt and Trey majored in musical theatre. That's, that's their mm-hmm. educational background. So that's yeah, it's why one of the things Trey always wanted to do was write musicals. I mean, look yeah. at the South Park movie. I was just going to say that. That is a great it, musical. <laughs> it is a musical, and that's all yeah. there is to it. It really um, is. And some of that, his music writing is fantastic, and it is yeah. all in the musical style, even up to when you look at the South Park Christmas album, which is a work of genius from beginning to end. It is. Um. Actually, so. I was allowed to play. My wife very graciously allowed me to play Mr. Hankey to my three children at Christmas. That's wonderful. And I don't think I've ever seen them laugh harder. How old <laughs> are they the, now? Um, they are um, 11, 9, and about to turn 5. Right. Yeah. That didn't make me feel as old as I expected it to. But I'm glad. A I'm little glad. bit. A little yeah, bit. Joel, Joel turning 5 is, is quite scary because he was, as you know, on Shaft at five days old. Yeah. No, I'd say they are exactly years. the right age to be amused by the concept of talking poo. Believe me, they were. I they bet, wasn't, yeah. It wasn't just sitting stationary or standing. It was rolling on the floor, holding various parts yeah, to, that's hold, you know, right. to hold, hold things in. Yeah. Uh, it was glorious watching them absolutely die with laughter. Yeah. Incidentally, on scrolling through this list of available West End musical tickets, there's, mm-hmm. it, they're all quite normal. You've got your Lord of the Dance. Yeah, yeah, seven brides to seven brothers. Is that still going? It's going again, I think. It's there. I can buy. It's actually called Lord of the Dance colon Dangerous Games. 
<laughs> so so I don't, I don't know what he does. But the one that's really ominous is the one that simply says, John Barrowman. <laughs> there's no poster. There's no, there's no picture to go with it. Just John Barrowman. John dare you enter. It's like, what, what's he going to do? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's John Barrowman. It could be anything. Uh, but it will cost me £35 to watch him do whatever it is he does. It should at least be another colon title. It should. John Barrowman, colon, no refunds. <laughs> Sorry, my mind is making up John Barrowman colon jokes. Well, yes. <laughs> Rich, if you're going to get um, in the musical theatre, you need to get that out of your system. I know. I'm doing Do Us Do Tell next after this show as well. It's it's really shameful. <laughs> delightful. <laughs> uh, that's story one of the next show. You'll never guess what I inappropriately laughed at. Let's yes. all talk about John Barrowman's colon. Oh, dear. <laughs> What's the second longest running? Second longest. Uh, running from November the 14th, 1996 until now. Still running. Um with 7,589 performances, is Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Chicago. I was waiting for the penny to drop then. Chicago, it, as in the Rob Marshall movie of the yeah. same title. Mm-hmm. Wow, now that's another one I hate. Oh, really? This is, this is quite amazing. <laughs> this is a little bit of a cheat, because looking at the info that goes along with this, the original product. There was actually an original production. This musical was written in 1975, right? And it made a run, I believe, off Broadway of 936 performances, and it's Broadway's longest-running revival. So it did. It made its premiere. You know, it came on to. It didn't. It didn't go off Broadway and come on again. It didn't. Never got to Broadway. Then started later in 1996. It was brought back. So, you know, 21 years after after it was written, mm. and it's kept going since then. Wow. So it's kind of a odd See, success I, story, isn't it? I just remember when we were in, when Alison and I went to Vegas a couple of years ago. Oh, yes. you, you'll be familiar with the, the Bellagio fountains yep. that oh, they yeah. have. And, and these things go off every 15 minutes. And every 15 uh, minutes. Synchronized shows, yeah. aren't they, to music and things. It's, and... it's spectacular. And to say yeah. it's just at the side of the road, you know, it's, it's mind blowing. And we, we stood and watched a full routine twice while we were there. The first sure. one we saw was set to Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. And it oh. was amazing. Yeah. I mean, just to say, I, I believe I've seen a fountain moonwalk. But, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it was just amazing. But the second show, we just caught, we were actually on the way back to our hotel from another show we'd just seen. And it was about to start. So we, we stood and thought, well, we'll, we'll video this one. Mm. And the music was all that jazz from Chicago. And you have never seen two more disappointed-looking people watching the Bellagio Fountain. It's quite a slow, yeah. That's not particularly uh, very energetic for a fountain show. Yeah, and it was it was Billie Jean last time. And <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you'd have to make a fountain sexy for that, and I'm yeah, not you can't sure do that's that. possible. No, um, so even if I you mean, can make it moonwalk. Yeah, the fa- the fountain show was very good and all that, but it was oh, if it could be any other song on the planet. But yeah, so yeah, down on Chicago. I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You have to, to apologise to me. This is the machine gave us this list, Rich. It's true. You, it's not like you wrote the musicals either, is it? It's I mean, not like no. no. It's not like I want to go on record like... now and say that, just in case yeah. there's any ambiguity. I didn't write all of these musicals. No. Okay. okay. Let's put just that to bed be... now. Yeah. So what's what's the longest running one? 
The longest by quite a way. Should I try and uh, guess this? Sorry. I mean, absolutely. I'll give you the details. The longest okay. running Broadway show, it's currently still running, opened on January the 26th, 1988. Is still going now after 11,263 performances. So it beats the others by some 4,000 yeah. performances. So it's a long, a long way. What show do you think that might be, Rich? I'm drawn back to Weber. Lloyd Weber. You would be correct to do so. And, sorry, did you say 1988 it started? 1988. This is in Broadway, so it would have transferred from London a couple of years afterwards, or rather started in Broadway a couple of years after its London run. We've not had Phantom of the Opera yet, have we? We have not. Oh, but hang on. Hang on. I, I've, I've just realised there's, there's a Technicolor Dreamcoat spanner in the works here. That's not still running, is it? Because that ran for ages nope. and Philip Schofield did it and everything. Yeah, um, no, it didn't. It's been back and on and off and on and off. That, that I'm guessing Joseph. Phantom of the Opera. You are absolutely correct. It's the um, yeah, the world's most successful musical. Boom. It's still breaking records as well in London. Uh, the one thing I did actually want to um, highlight as well was the longest-running play, the actual longest-running staged thingy, whatever you want to call it, in London, because yeah. it's also the longest-running performance in, in the world is The Mousetrap. Agatha Christie's play, The Mousetrap. Yes. Famously uh, opened in the West End in 1952, Rich. Wow. 6th of October 1952. It's still running today. It's become very much a tourist trap, but fair play to them. It is still running now. Um, by a long way, the world's longest-running continuous um, theatrical event. Something like 20, I think they've just passed 25,000 performances. Wow. Yeah. Do a DVD, people. Wow. <laughs> and traditionally, of course, it, it's got a famous twist ending. And this tradition of secrecy where the, the audience is asked at the end uh, not to divulge the, the, the whodunit, you know, the nature of the whodunit well, at they're the good end to anybody else. Yeah, they're good because I, I have no idea. No, that's, but, as, as, as is meant to be. But yeah, and to, I, I had to mention, it's not a musical, but I had to mention The Mousetrap because it has got this ridiculously long um, span of performances. In wow. London. Yeah, 1952 till now, uninterrupted. What's that, 60, 63 years? Something like yes, that. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's amazing. 5,000 performances. I'm a, well, it won't have the same cast. They, they'll come and go, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. It'll be one of those things where you have to just turn up <laughs> and yeah, do it. That'd be great, wouldn't it, if it was all the original cast? Yeah, they're all very <laughs> old now. Some have died. They're just proper yeah. up. Some are just <laughs> fossilized. <laughs> now they do their lines like Sutty. What's that yeah. you say? <laughs> well, you know, you know your, your, classic, your classic whodunit, the sort of stereotypical one now of a country house with a room full of people and an inspector and... Well, that's kind of that's that's what the mousetrap that that is the the that's the setup of it. 
is well, these ver- various people who are all who could all be at some suspected of being the killer. Somebody dies in the night, and then this inspector goes through all the various people and tries to point out, find out, find out who it is. Kind of want to see it myself now. Well, why not? Why not add to the uh, keep it keep it going, Rich. Keep it going. Well, I'm, yeah. I don't know. I feel like booking tickets to see John Barrowman do whatever it is he's going to do. Well, you know. There's some interesting things coming soon as well. I new see, new musicals I, seem to just be of films, though. I've, I've rubbed these twigs and started a little bit of a smouldering. This, this could be something, Rich. Yeah, there's, there's loads. I could go Me and see... Me and and Will, arm in arm, skipping into the latest musical. <laughs> <laughs> coming out with our tour t-shirts. Oh dear! Uh, it's good I, fun. I well, I honestly, I know when I think back to how Boz was on the trip to Finland. Um, hmm. he's he's clearly a man into his musicals. Yeah, because he it's... it was. God, what was it when, when we were driving in the cars? Boz's iPod. What's this? Oh, it's from Wicked, or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, that's had, my fault. He, yeah, he had so many. Every track was just another musical track, mm. and I'm sat. You sit there looking at him, thinking, "You're a biker, dude." Yeah, you're we're a all, biker. Look at, us, look at the three of us: me, me, Will, and Boss. Yeah. We're all metalheads. Exactly. Um, not the type of people you'd like. You'd, you'd think would be into musicals. I've seen Wicked five times, Rich. Wow, five, five, five. times. <laughs> yes. Five times. This feels, this feels like an intervention, actually. It, it, yeah. Five times. That's, wow. It that must good? be good. It, it is must good. be good. Wow. It's a great show. Uh, it's got two, two female leads in it that don't need a bloke to save them or a love interest to really complicate things. There is a love interest, but it's not, it's not dwelled upon. It's all about... These two. I mean, do do you know the story behind Wicked at all? Nothing about it. It's a skewed uh, sort of behind the scenes telling of the story of the Witches of Oz before the events of the Wizard of Oz. Right. Glinda the Good Witch and <gasps> Elphaba, the Wicked Witch of the West, and how she became notorious as the Wicked Witch. But in reality, she's not really that wicked. and It's all that kind of thing. It's, it's a lot of things about sort of bullying and female empowerment. And it's very funny. This music's great. And there's a great message. Um, it's just, it's fucking brilliant. It really is. There's no other way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe one day I'll see these things. Hmm? I feel like I've got time now, though, because they might run for the next 30 years. Oh, the big ones. Yeah, they tend to, they tend to stay rooted. As long as people go and watch them, that's that's mm. all you need, isn't it? Really, well, that's, it's but, it's the it's the kind of golden goose thing. If you if you get it right, there is an obscene amount of money to be made, millions upon millions. But of course, a lot of a lot of them. It's it's incredibly expensive to actually run a Broadway or a West End musical. So as long as you've got packed houses, packed houses, you make a ton of money. Anything less than that, and you are closing very quickly. It's a real cutthroat sort of thing. So, so as very, I said, yeah, the the best, the very best shows survive, and therefore the quality level is actually very high. Don't get me wrong, there's some duds, but oh yeah, generally speaking, you're watching the best of the best because they don't survive if they're no good. I mean, it's a very odd concept. Like, imagine if when Star Wars came out, 
instead mm. of it being on at every cinema all over the world and then out on DVD multiple times for the decades that followed, it was just on at one cinema. Yeah. And, and that one screen was where everyone had to go to if you wanted to watch Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, and how long they'd have to show Star Wars for. Till they and got your to ticket the point... costs between 55 and £110. Yeah. And yeah. so for everyone who's currently seen Star Wars, how long that sh- would have to be shown for for oh us all God, to have yes. got to that one place. Yeah. Assuming it was a place that everyone in the world could even physically get to. <laughs> you know, it's just bizarre. But that's what musicals do. That's that's what they've done for decades and decades. They just it's they do. this thing on in this building and if you want to see mm. it, go there. But other than that you you can't. Unless it's also it's the it's the talent on stage as well that you you start to really appreciate the the skill that goes into putting on these shows and the you you kind of you realize just how much goes into having a properly trained voice you know versus oh, versus God, yeah. just a singer to yeah. somebody who's actually been classically trained well it's to be honest remarkable I, yeah I, it just makes me feel bad for these people because i mm. i think there's people in broadway productions that could just sing rings around your Miley Cyrus's and your Katy Perry's and you absolutely and again they're, they're not just sounding better they're doing it eight times a week that takes a level of commitment like I say that I'm I don't have that mm. I I have trouble doing the same podcast on the same day every week it's it's pretty brutal you've got to look after your voice you've got to really yeah. know what you're doing but hey yeah. that's good list there musicals there we go I know they they really have upgraded this machine. I've, I'm in, I'm impressed so far. Good list. Mm. I never told you. You know the the company that I got that machine from. I yes. uh, went back for technical support when it started mm-hmm. going wonky, and the company had ceased to exist. Well, I somebody could, fixed I it. Find that is any, strange. Couldn't find any record of them anywhere. Like their website was it was just gone. Mm. So you didn't you didn't buy it often often old Asian guy in a bric-a-brac shop, did you, Rich? It was over the internet. It might have been. <laughs> no, that's <there>. right. Then. <laughs> but it might have been the technology version of like a lucky monkey's paw or something. It... I'm saying nothing. Yeah, I, don't, okay. I don't know. Look, we pressed the well, button. It's, d- we got it's a show. done right by us so far. Exactly. Exactly. If there's a curse coming, then so be it. If when it spits out top five ways all humans must die, then we'll start <laughs> to worry. <laughs> then at that point. But while it's just top five musicals, I'm good with it. Yeah, we can take that. Plus, yeah. another thrilling thing about musicals, you'll never pay more for a packet of peanut M&Ms anywhere out on the planet than you will at a musical. I'll That's take thrilling. my own. Yeah. <laughs> I will take my own peanut M&Ms. Dewey noted. Well, thank you for joining me today. That was, that hey, was immense fun. it was a fun. pleasure. I'm, I'm looking forward to the next one already. Me too. Mm. So, um, let's see. If all goes to plan, everybody's hearing this on a Tuesday. So they can expect the next one to be heard next Tuesday. But we're recording the show live at 8 o'clock GMT on Thursdays. So if you want to come along and listen live, you can do that at Uh simplysyndicated.com. Or use the app on the iOS, which you can use as well. There's a link to that at the very, very top of our webpage, underneath where it currently says, help me, I'm a prisoner in a podcast factory. I'm having fun changing that. But, but that I think all, all of those are fucking hilarious in my head. That <laughs> I'm aware that that's not everybody's head. But I changed them. And I, I, I think I'm so funny. 
when I do that. So, yeah, it says available. I like a little store. Easter egg tagline. I'm a fan of those. Yeah, me too. That's what mm. it is. So, right, without further ado, then, we'll be back next week with another top five list. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Indeed we will.